Hello, hello. This is episode 5 of Jennifer's Story. If you haven't listened to the first four episodes, you know the drill. Go listen to them and then come back here for this one. It will all make sense. Also, you may be listening to this podcast without having subscribed or followed our podcast. If that's the case and you'd like to follow along with Jennifer's Story and all of our other stories, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button to get future episodes. But back to Jennifer and her story. This is where things stood towards the end of the last episode. So we, I got pregnant and it was in the last trimester. We had a big blowout fight and the fight was really big for me. I don't remember about what it was. I can't recall, but I can recall feeling I need to get out of this marriage. I needed to leave him. The things were not good. And that's where we'll pick up this episode, episode 5 of Jennifer's Story, the fat, ugly guy from The Hangover Movie. So, yeah, I mean, he punched the walls. There was there were red flags that were happening prior to the marriage, you know, prior to getting pregnant, you know. But I remember it was one fight that just... And I, can't, I wish I could remember more details about it. It's not that I'm trying to forget. It's just my, I can't remember. I remember leaving the house, like, and this is never... Me, like, the same thing, kind of running away. Right, the same thing of me running away from my father, running away from the house, hiding, and in my hiding spot, like I went, I was, we were living in a condo, so I went to like the amenities area to hide away from him, and and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just feeling like this is the same, like I need to get away from this man, you know, and I'm pregnant, and I just don't, and I'm pregnant, and I'm like I can't abort this baby, and I can't have this baby. If I leave him, you know, like I just, I felt very helpless at that time. And I guess a part of me too didn't want to accept the reality. Like these are two paths. Either I, I leave and raise this baby by myself or I stay with him and, and hope that things get better. You know what I mean? Like that's how I, that's what I remember feeling at the time. Um, and he came upstairs, found me at the amenities area. Um, and he, the same thing, apologized, became that, that nice person again. You know, he has different faces. So the, the very nice person that I always thought he was, that he put that mask on back again. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, this is my first baby. You know, I want to, I want to have that happy family. You know, I think that was a part of who I always was. I always wanted to be, I wanted to have that, the American dream, that white picket fence, the family, you know, so, you know, I, I went with it. Um, we moved, after having the baby, we moved to Mississauga and I moved there to go be closer with my mom because, you know, I have to go back to work um, and I need the help. So we moved to Mississauga and things go, I start, I start back work and things go downhill really quickly. I'm doing everything. I am doing 
absolute everything. I'm working, taking care of our son, coming home, cooking, cleaning. I do everything. He works from home and does nothing. He does nothing. He doesn't feed our child. He doesn't play with our kid. Um, so he just works from home and uh, he's home most of the time. And my mom is downstairs watching our child. And my mom used to tell me, you know, he doesn't even come down to play with our with your son. He doesn't come down to check in on your son. He doesn't even come down to let me use the bathroom. Just a quick reminder. This is from the same guy who asked Jennifer to rush into having a baby, basically. He's the one who wanted to have the baby. I think for him, he wanted to, when I look back at it, he wanted to hold me down. And he knew the only way that I would stay was when, if I had a child with him. I mean, people used to look at us and I'm not very, I'm not a conceited person or anything like that, but yeah, people were, he was overweight. He was like not taking care of himself. Yeah, he had a beer belly. Like he was like, you know, um, the hangover, the guy with the beard and very awkward, that's him. Okay, like the, the ugliest one <laughs> out of all. From speaking to Jennifer for hours, I can definitely tell you she's not conceited and she's, we're not making fun of people here, but you have to admit that was funny. And the hangover reference like even hit home with me just because I have a little long-haired miniature dachshund and his name is Carlos because of the hangover movie. So sorry, not sorry. You know, um, the hangover, the guy with the beard and very awkward, that's him. So, so okay, my like dog. The, my the do- ugliest one. <laughs> my, do- my dog's name is Carlos and it's from the hangover. Like, the, you remember the baby okay, in the elevator? Yes, yes, yes. Why is his name Carlos? And it's like a dachshund. He's like so small. And it's like a German <laughs> dog. And I'm like, he's uh, because of the hangover. That's so funny. That's so funny. So yeah, he does nothing. He does nothing, nothing. Um, he His credit was bad. So the house, so we were renting this townhouse. It was under my name. The car was under my name. Everything was under me. Our finances were separate. And, you know, we were supposed to be paying half and half on the bills, but he wasn't even stepping up to pay for groceries. I was paying for groceries. I was, I was lifting these groceries, bringing them in. I was doing everything. He literally sat, uh, sat and did his job, and that's it. Um, and my mom was seeing all of this, and she was she was getting really pissed off, you know. Um, and it started hitting a really bad breaking point for me because, like, I was running on empty. You know, I was doing everything, and I remember writing a letter to him, telling him that either like we need to see a therapist or I'm going to leave you. Like, I was ready to leave at this point in time, right? Um, He went away to a trip to China, and it was great. It was our son's first birthday. And that trip, he was going to China and Japan. And in that trip, you know, he was going to miss our son's birthday. And I didn't tell him to go or not to go. I didn't tell him anything. I was like, this is up to you what you decide to do. You know, you're going to miss our son's first birthday. Um... And then on top of him going on the trip, he couldn't afford the trip. So then he's asking me for money. So his friend needed a plus one. And so he asked him to go. And this, and he's like, 
He doesn't even have the money. He's asking me to borrow from our son's birthday money and whatever money, you know, people have given my our son. You know, he's asking me to borrow money from our son's account to go on this trip, you know. So I give him the money to go on the trip. And then on top of that, he comes. So this is in December. My son was born in the beginning of December. He goes for the two weeks. He comes back and he's like, I can't pay for Christmas. I have no money. So everything falls on me. Our son's first birthday, I had to pay for. Our son's first Christmas, I had to pay for. So yeah, I'm at a breaking point now because like, he's so worthless, you know? Like he doesn't even want to help me clean the dishes, you know, after I come home, cook and do every single thing. And I'm commuting from downtown to Mississauga. And like, when I ask for a break, he's like, your commute is your break. That's what your break is. But I don't see why you need another break. And so, yeah, I write this letter. I'm ready to be over with the relationship. And, you know, he's looking for a job in America. So this is December, right? All this happens. And then by January, he, he, he's applying to jobs. And I think January, he gets, January, February, they tell him that he's gotten, a, a, he, he gets a job. So their, their, their headquarters are in central Jersey. He gets this, he gets this job. This job makes the same amount as both me and him make in Canada. He gets, that's the salary. Close enough. But I mean, when you convert it to Canadian, it's this, it equals the same amount that we're both making. And, um, he has to start in March. So I look at it as, okay, this is a second chance for our family. He's making more money. We would all have to move to New Jersey now, but I'm pregnant now. I have I'm a second pregnancy. This just happens, okay? Like this is just sprung on on top of him getting this new job, and um, he gets a new job, and it's like, yeah, we have to move our we have to relocate our whole family now to New Jersey, and I'm I'm thinking about it, and I tell him I'm like, okay, if we do this, you know, my mom is here, I have my job here, I'm like, and I don't. I'm pregnant now. My second son is going to be born in New- in America. I don't want him to be in daycare or childcare. I need to be able to raise my kid. And you're making enough money for both of us. I don't see why this would be an issue. And that was my only term. My only term was, you know, and, and the reason being is in Canada, the culture is a little bit different. You get a year off of work. You know, when I left, you get a year and a half off of work to raise your kid because breastfeeding and those formative years are very important. A child's, yeah. And so from one to three is the formative years. And I don't want a stranger raising my child. And if anything happens, my child can't tell me what's going on. And I told him this, I'm like, I have everything set up here. So this is my one thing I need to be able to raise my kid. Like I need to be able to raise my son, our baby. And once he goes to school and once he can speak, then then I'll start to work again. You know, it's not that I don't want to. Um. But then, um, so that was my one term. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, promising me the world, everything's fine. Yeah, of course that, that can happen. And so I looked at it as a new star for our family. He was making a lot of money. We would be able to get things that we weren't able to easier here in New Jersey than we would in, in Toronto. So at this point, the family is about to pack up and move to the United States, to New Jersey for a new start, hopefully. And that's where we would pick up the adventures of the family in America. 
tomorrow in the next episode. This was American Divorce Stories. The show is created by Annabel Martinez Vega and Walid Al Jabari. The show is produced by Annabel Martinez Vega, Caitlin Alexander Levitt, Elizabeth Jenkins, and Walid Al Jabari. If you enjoy this show, please share with your friends, rate, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to contact us with your story, our email is contact at americandivorcestories.com. Our website is americandivorcestories.com. 